Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, we're talking about an episode with a very interesting guest called Elliot Bang. Elliot Bang and I did a show back in January, and um, it was a very uh, great show. But in scheduling things, um, wasn't ever a conflict of interest, but I just have to always find the right time for episodes to come out. And over some time, we lost contact, and I could never get back in touch with him to get approval for the right time to put this episode out so this episode went into my archive and it sat for a while and i'm releasing it now because um i've started a series where anything that's kind of got shelved or pushed to the back i'm gonna give it a a a proper release so that everyone can hear it um elliot bing is available uh, on instagram he has uh, different handles that you'll find uh in the show notes um it was a fairly good show but once again it was one of those deals where when you're out here and um, you have certain themes that you follow with your episodes, I can I never truly found a spot for it. And that's one thing that you have to be careful with when you have guests on your show. You really need to like think hard about where you're going to place them and where exactly those episodes fit. Because, I mean, it's, it's a logical thing to put episodes in the way that it makes sense. And in this case with this one episode, I didn't have that exact um, place for it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and t- tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have with me Elliot Vang. He does something that is magnificent, something that is captivating. It's something that you can't put a capsule around. You can't make it into a pill. Um, It's something to help people. It's it's stronger than a life coach. Um, It's more high-octane than a, a coach on a football field. So, Elliot, please explain who you are, and then we'll go into more detail after that. Well, it's a pleasure to be on your on your show with you. I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to come on your platform and share a little bit about my story, my background, and who I am, right? Okay. Uh, first, I'd like to say I am a, a husband to my wife and a father to my two kids, right? That's that's like most value and most important to me, so I, I, I will start there. Okay. All right, so tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, and also remember, tell a little bit about where you come from, but don't tell all the way because you know in the world of podcasting and, and internet, people will try to track you down and find you and put you in a box and take you home, so. <laughs> yeah, right, so me, I, I am Mung, so which is spelled H-M-O-N-G, right, you could go ahead and Google that and you've never heard of that, no, I'm not from Mongolia, uh, I'm from somewhere in Southeast Asia, so go ahead and Google that, but I am uh, one of nine kids to my uh, refugee parents, right? They escaped a war-torn country, came to the U.S., 
uh, I was born here. So, uh, you know, being a U.S. citizen that I, I get those benefits, right? I could be president one day, maybe, right? <laughs> but I might not want that. So, <laughs> um, so, you, so you're living the American dream, basically. Yes. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about your education and your upbringing. Because everybody, this is one thing I want you to, to key in on and think about this. Um, you just explained Hmong, correct? Did yeah, I pronounce it's, it's, it's with the H, but the H is silent. So it's Hmong, just Hmong. All right, Hmong. Yeah. All right, Hmong. Because yep. I seen it earlier when I was uh, searching on you. All right, said Hmong. So, so um, please bring us into this culture so we can understand Hmong. Because no one knows Hmong. I mean, people yeah. may know it, but not everybody knows it. So I would like to be uh, enriched on this. And also, just tell us about your upbringing, because everybody has morals and morality things that they go through at a young age that build them into the person they are today. So please yeah, go right. ahead. So, so the Hmong history, Hmong culture, it wasn't written there. It's just more of an oral history, right? So there, it goes back, people say, oh, it goes back to that the Hmong people came from the mountains of China. No, it started like in Laos. So it's like, it's really unsure of where originally. So there's stories, both stories of coming from both parts uh, of China and maybe some from Laos, right? Um, as far as back as I know, my grandparents were born in Laos, right? And, and that's where the history goes and that's where the history starts. And that's where, you know, I, I know, right? But me growing up, it was tough, right? Being, um, I, there weren't people who looked like me uh, when I was at school. There weren't people who spoke the language that I spoke when I was in grade school. And then when I was eight, my dad passed away, tragic car accident, right? He was the breadwinner. He was the one who was making money for our family. My mom was a homemaker. And, you know, I said earlier that I had nine or there's nine of us total kids, but the two older passed away, young age, malnutrition, and I never got the chance to meet them. So my mom was left to raise seven kids on her own, um, not being educated, coming from a, uh, a different country, a different culture. And here she was raising seven kids on her own with a uh, equivalency of a second grade reading level, right? So very challenging, very hard growing up. Okay, but she taught yourself worth it sounds like. Oh, yes. Right? yes. She was hard on me. She was strict. I was like, why is my mom always on my back, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, can she just leave me alone? But looking back at it, I'm super glad that she did because uh, we, you know, we grew up poor, we didn't have money. Uh, we grew up in the projects and, you know, I know people who were in gangs and did drugs and are locked up and dead and that kind of thing. And I could have went down that road, you know, one, two decisions and I could have went down that road, but my mom was hard on me, you know, hard on me and my siblings. Um, and looking back and I was like, oh my gosh, thank, thank you to my mom that she was hard and strict on me and not letting me go down that road. Cause it, it could have easily just went down that road okay okay now let's get into what you are and who you are you are a high performance coach now i'll give a little bit to my audience real quick i deal with tons of life coaches you're not a life coach i deal with different type of motivational coaches because we have coaches for everything in life now because we micromanage everything and that's a good thing because it, it's given a uh, a broader sense of awareness to mental health. So I ask everyone when they come on, I respect your discipline and what you do. But as a common person, you have to always remember that. I need you to explain what you do. Yeah, what, is, right. what is high performance coaching? And I get this question still all the time. And I, and I'm, and I love it because I love explaining what it is, what it's about. Usually when high performance comes up, what do people usually think of? It's like, oh, athletes 
or cars, right? Cars and athletes are the thing that come come to mind when I talk to people. It's like, oh, right. those are high performing, but it's like, not. Yes, they are, but just because you're not an athlete, you're not a car. You could still be a high performer, regardless of your athlete, CEO, small business owner, stay-at-home parent. You can be a high performer, right? So high performance, for me, like I would explain, it's like you're exceeding above standard norms and sustaining it, maintaining it over the long term, right? Okay. So it's just, no, it's, you don't have those high, because we, we've all heard stories about people who crush it at, in their work or career, but they're putting in 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. Sure. If you put in that much time, yes, you're going to crush it. But is that something that is sustainable? Is that something that you can maintain over the long term? Most likely not, right? Because your health will start suffering, your relationship will start suffering, all these other areas are, will suffer, but besides your career. And is that something that will make you happy? Is that something that's gonna bring you joy, right? So that's, that I love to explain, I love to talk about high performance. That's just a little bit, a little piece of it, right? To, about, so that people understand what high performance is about. Okay, now where can people find out uh, about you? Where can they get in touch with you so that they can learn more about this high-performance coaching and, and get involved with this? Because it sounds like something that could help some people because you have a lot of, uh, I always like to call it, I call it the middle part of America, the people that make the world really run middle America and uh, stuff like that. A lot of these people do need some help. They need somebody to kind of help them because some people get immersed in their work and get so tied up into it because I, even I do it sometimes. And... Um, I'm doing so much to promote a high volume of things in my job. Yes, I do see the financial benefit of it, but sometimes I put in way too much time for no reason. So I could definitely see where you could help out there. So where can people find you? Um, what social medias are you on? Yeah, right. I, and they can go and find me on Facebook, just Elliot Vang, and then they'll find me there, right? I have, um, I post and, and do videos and stuff like that. And also on my website, right? ElliotVang.com. That's two L's and two T's. Okay. ElliotVang.com and go there. And I have some free guides there just to help people be uh, more present and, and how to change their habits so that they can get into being a high performer, right? Get into that stage of, oh, I'm exceeding these standard norms. And this is something that I can maintain, right? So on my website, they could find some uh, free info there. Okay. All right. That works out for them. All right. So what made you want to become a high performance coach? Because everybody has a story and this is the greatest part of podcasts. What adversity did you face that made you want to become one or what, just what roundabout happened in your life that made you want to become a high performance coach? Cause I'll give you an example. Reason I wanted to be a podcaster. Um, I'm very good. I'm kind of like a USB cord. Anything I hook up to, we're going to connect and, and, and I can, I have good personable skills, I guess. So what made you want to become a high performance coach? Yeah, I love that, right? It's like I have all this energy and I just love how you and I have connected already, right? So I, I just love that as well. Um, I, I kind of fell into it. It, it was, you know, I, I was one who was not satisfied with where I was, right? There's a story of, oh, when you're in your 20s, you should be doing this. When you're in 30s, you're doing this. When you're in your 40s, you should have things settled and, and know what you're doing. And I was on this track and this road of not being satisfied with where I was. Um, not being happy with the life that I was uh, having at that moment, right? And it just things, I, I knew there was something more for me and, and there was something else, but I just didn't know what it was. And I was broken, defeated, uh, bills started piling up, right? I was jumping from job to job and just sleepwalking, almost like sleepwalking my way through life. 
and letting things happen by chance or random or or go with the flow, right? The, the kind of term that people use is, oh, just go with the flow. And that's what I did. But that wasn't making me happy. That wasn't bringing me joy. You know, my wife and I were going through a tough time. You know, my kids, I wasn't present in their life because I thought I could multitask and try to have a relationship with them, but that wasn't working. You know, I was, this, I was at this live event, immersing it, and it was like, awesome, amazing. Being part of that, just being part of the thousands of people that were in that crowd, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is what brings me joy. This is what makes me feel alive. And I'm, I was feeling that vibrancy. First day was awesome. Second day was awesome. The host started saying, hey, if this is what resonates with you, this is what I have, coaching program, you could do this. And I've been following this particular host and, and I've been wanting to do it, like taking this program. Third day come, super excited, right? I said, third day comes right. and here I am. I'm like in bed, crying, fetal position, not wanting to get up, not wanting to go to this live event. Live event that I've, I had so much joy and, and I had so much um, fun being part of the first two days because I knew that if I made this step to go there in this third day, that I will be signing up for this program. And I was afraid of that. I was afraid to take that step because I didn't know much about it. I didn't know what was going to happen next. And here I was in the past as someone who was, oh, I need to know what's going to happen before I actually do something, right? And, and having that fear held me back. And then I'm, I, will, I like to listen to music, kind of set me in the mood because I come from an athletic playing background and, and okay. music was something that uh, helped hype me up and, and motivate me that way. And I just put on headphones, music, 15 minutes, 20 minutes starting to roll around. And then I get this boost, right? It's like, okay, just kind of get dressed, go to this event and immerse yourself in it again because the first two days were awesome, amazing. And see how it is, right? So I went there, walked there. It's like had these had these thoughts in my mind of, oh my gosh, I'm gonna do this and that, and this is not what I want to do. I get there, day three, being part of it, immerse myself, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I made this decision, right? Being part of it again, exciting. And then we started sharing, right? So the host had a, his 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 spiel, and then broke us off, and we had little groups, and we started sharing. And then started sharing. And then right after we shared, a lady pulled me aside and said, she, we didn't know each other. She just pulled me aside and said, Elliot, I want to let you know that you're the most inspiring person in this room. And I was like, me? Thousands, there's speakers, there's coaches, there's authors in here. And you're telling me that I'm the most inspiring person in here? I was just telling myself that, right? Kind of like that, that imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm not good enough for that, right? Still, I had that. And then she said, yeah. And I just said, oh, why? Like, why did, why do you feel that way? She said, one, you were open, you were vulnerable and you were authentic. And I just felt that from you. And I was like, this is my message. Somebody's telling me this, go become a coach, right? She's like, do it. And then I said, okay, after that, I went to um, the, the, the staff, the event staff there and said, hey, this is what I want to do. Going back a little bit though, I told myself going there, I was like, credit cards at home. I'm not buying anything. I know people are gonna sell me on stuff. I'm not gonna buy anything from this event. I'm just gonna go take notes and learn from it. So I told him my story. I was like, 
hey, I want to become a coach. This is what I want to do. I want to become a high performance coach, but I didn't bring my credit cards because I told myself I wasn't going to buy anything, but now I want to buy it. Right. Right. So they said, yeah, perfect. It's okay. Well, it's working out. Once you get back, contact us. We can work out the details then. It's okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. But even before that, I was afraid to go and tell them my story because I was, I was shameful of saying, I didn't want to buy anything, but now I want to buy something. And I didn't even want to share that story, but I said, no, this is, this is what you're, this is your calling. This is you're the step you need to take. Right. So I was like, okay, take that step. So glad I did best investment I've ever made in myself um, and no looking back kind of thing. So. Okay. Okay. So that's how I got going. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, can you detail some of the features inside of your high performance coaching? Cause I don't want you to give away every one of your trade secrets because that's how people get into uh, working with you. But can you tell them uh, how does a consultation start with you? How do you, how do you, once you get in touch with you, how do you start the consultation? Yeah. Well, Bert, like if you and I are working together, right. You come in, I'll start asking questions and have you assess. I want you to assess, right? I don't want to, I'm not here to, to judge you, right? I'm not here to say, oh, you should be doing this. It's Wilbur, you are assessing your life where you are and be comfortable with that. Cause that's all we know, right? We don't know any, we only know anything else. We only know what we know now. And you're just going to assess your life and kind of rate where your life is now and, and kind of where you want to go, right? Where you want to be next. Where, okay. What is it? Where is it that you want to go? That'll be the first step. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Inside of your uh, high-performance uh, coaching philosophy, there's a word deserve. When you go into your website, you see deserve a few times on your uh, website. Can you enlighten us on what we deserve? Yeah, every everybody. Everybody, right? This is mm-hmm. a, such a global community. Everybody deserves to be happy, right? Everybody deserves to have what they want to have right? To live a life that they create, not somebody else creating for us, right? We've, we've heard stories of even me, right? My mom was trying to tell me, oh, you should be doing this. You should go down this career. But I was like, that's not going to make me happy. Right? We, we should be doing, we should be enjoying the life that we create. And, and that's a little, that's built in, in there as well, right? Into the coaching piece. It's like, how can we enjoy a life that we create? Not, not enjoy life that someone else creates for us, but a life that we create for ourselves. Okay. Okay. Now, um, there was a TV show when I was growing up called 2020, right? It was a TV magazine. It had Diane Sawyer. It had Barbara Walters. And it had John Stossel on there. John Stossel was a comedian. We're not going to do that here. Not here. Okay. For that. But uh, Diane Sawyer had some hard-hitting questions. Barbara Walters had the home runs. So let's get into your Diane Sawyer questions real quick, okay? Because these are the hard-hitting ones. And um, tell all, I tell everyone uh, that's listening in the audience, um, Elliot is not prepared for these questions. I, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> for, for, for a long time on this show, I would let people be prepared for the questions, but uh-huh. I found that to make things more organic and more natural, yeah, yeah. let's just go with the flow of things. Yeah. Okay. Inside your program, how have you used it to improve your life? Oh, it's, it's been a game changer, game changer, right? Number one thing I want to say is I am more present in my relationships now, right? I'm more present with myself, right? My son, for example, I love to use him as my example because him and I, he, I role model for him and he would copy me. 
Here okay. I am type, typing away on my computer. He'll come in a room, talk to me and ha have a conversation with me. And I'll nod yes. He'll ask me stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Type away. An hour later, he's like, hey, dad, you ready to go yet? I'm like, ready to go where? He'd be like, we just, I just reminded you an hour ago that I had practice that I need to be at. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that slipped my mind kind of thing. Because I, here I was typing away my computer and nodding and saying yes. Turn around. He's playing his video game. I'm going to his room. Hey, remember to do this chore, right? When I come back from the store, I want to make sure it's complete when you're done. Yes, dad, I got you. Come back. Here he is still sitting in the same spot where I left him. Chore's not done yet. And I was like, and I can't get mad at him because here I was, I was doing the same thing to him, right? With him. And I was like, oh my gosh, how can I role model this for him so that he can see what I am doing so that he can repeat what I'm doing, right? Next time he comes in, typing away my computer, he'll try to talk to me. I'm like, son, can you hold on? Give me one minute. Let me finish this, right? Finish typing what I need to type so that I lose that thought. And I, I literally physically, right, turn my body to him and say, okay, what did you want to ask me? Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. All right, so then now I can be present in, in this conversation, in this dialogue, and make mental memory of it or write it down somewhere so that I will remember. And that's something, something that small, something adjustment that small, some something that simple can have such monumental results. And that's one example of how it's had such a great impact for me in my life. Okay. And I like that, that answer there because, you know, something that simple, that attention right there. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's just something so simple because sometimes I, I watch it uh, and things that I do, sometimes I, I overlook things with my girlfriend or whatever. And then I go back and, you know, a day later I, I fix it because I'm like, hey, that little bit of attention that I didn't pay attention to, you know, it came back on me, sort of like in your right. situation. Yeah. yeah, in your situation right there. Okay, now it's, <laughs> it's about to get real, real serious now. Okay. During this pandemic, how has this, how has your coaching methods and things affected you during this time? And, and what I want to know about is the full circle. How has it affected your business, your attitude, and just how you're carrying yourself now? compared to a year before that? Oh, at first it was scary, right? Cause it's like, here I am having an impact with my community, people who are near me, people who are, who, who live in the same vicinity that I do. And then having to say, how now that is all shut down and closed and going into a 
virtual format, how is that, how can I make that beneficial, right? And it's been awesome, right? Yes, there's businesses out there that are suffering and, and I hope that they get the help and the funds that they need. But as far as what I do, uh, the service that I'm able to provide and connect with people across the world, right? Parts of the world that I never would have thought that I would go to and I'm connecting with these people. An amazing thing is people halfway across the world deal with the same struggles and challenges that people do right here at home, right? It's not just because they're in a different part of the world that they have this struggle or challenge that's totally, totally different. No, it's the same similar struggles, similar challenges of limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, all of that, not enough time. How do they manage their time? How can they have more healthy relationships? All of those still come up, regardless of where they live. And that's been an amazing part. It's like, oh, I'm so glad at something like this, like looking at the positive of this, right? This, this global pandemic has been hard. You know, people have been affected in, tenfold with having deaths in their family of loved ones and stuff like that. Right? But then the, the positive spin is like, I've been able to connect with people from different parts of the world that I would have never visited. And now I'm like, oh, I want to go visit that because this client of mine showed me a picture. And I was like, hey, that's an awesome picture. Like, where is that? I want to go visit that one day, right? So um, that that's one positive that I just wanted to talk about there. Hope that okay. answers your question. That did answer my question. Okay. Okay. Now, the most hard-hitting question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're making me sweat here. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one right here, this one is like, um, we all have to give back in some way. How would you tell someone from your culture, from any culture, how would you tell them to stay positive through everything and then become you? Become the next high-performance coach. Ooh, how that's, would you, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good I question. I would tell them that because the thing here is, um, like I always tell people with podcasting, and I'm very simple. I tell everybody, just get you a little microphone or just get you some <laughs> device to record on, and you can make a podcast. You have a voice. Um, you got to look at it two ways as a hobby or either as you're going to make money with it. So once you pick the, one of the two, you can go from there. Yeah. So with yours, how do you tell the next Elliot Vang how to become Elliot Vang? Mm. Yeah, I would like to say community, right? Yeah. Surround yourself with a community of people who are going through what you're going through in similar situations that you're going through. And we can't say family because sometimes family are the people who are telling us, why are you doing that? Stop wasting your time with that. That's not good enough, right? So it's like, I would say outside of your family, surround yourself with people and you can, there's so many groups out there on social media, on Facebook. There's enough people out there that are going through the same things that you're going through to let you know that you're not alone, right? I love to tell people that you're not alone in this. Right? Build yourself that community, surround yourself with, with a group. It might even just be one other person, just so that you have that sense of, okay, I'm not alone in this. When I'm going through my struggle, my crisis, I can reach out to this person i could reach out to that person to let them to let me know okay i'm not alone i'm gonna deal with my struggle here and reach out to this person right because i love to tell people to say hey 
you don't need to because here growing up I was told you need to fake it till you make it I'm like I did that for a while but that didn't serve me that that put me in more of a hole because I got to places like okay I pretended I knew this now I don't like how do I get out of it I said say no just be yourself be yourself because that's what's going to attract people to you just be yourself be real and you're going to attract your your community or your network okay man this is not even scripted guys and we just have to down pat. and that's what i like to uh, have on here now um there's something that i do inside the show because we've given you time to express everything and once again can you plug where everybody can find you real fast yeah sure right elliotvang.com two l's two t's right v-a-n-g.com go there you know schedule a call with me right there's just no obligation right just learn more about yourself learn about how you can get to the next level to the next stage um how to level up right so yeah they can find me there okay okay i like that now um we're gonna go in here with this now um you have to give back to the community now to, to the west virginia commonplace community um i've had many people on they tell us about their secret talent or a secret that no one knows about them. And sometimes I have people come to me and they say, oh, I have no secret talent or a secret, but yes, you do. Everyone has a secret. Like I go to very extreme places. I call them Mountain Dew places because I live in West Virginia, like the mountains and stuff like that and all these places, but I can't swim. I go across <laughs> rock cliffs and things like that and other places where if I slid in, I may die. But I have no fear because the lady that goes along with me in life, uh, Stacy, will get me out the water and save me. So I have no fear there. So that's my deep, dark secret. My, my other secret that's not a secret that I talk about on every episode, and I mean everyone, I do not like the root vegetable beets. If you have beets, I'll unfriend you in real life. If you send me a picture on Messenger, I will block you on Messenger, but keep you on my Facebook. We just we will communicate on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you have to tell us, Elliot? So is this something that nobody else knows about me? Yeah, or nobody else knows. Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. Everybody uh, has one. I'll get. I'll give you a little time, and I'll go on about one other lady. One lady goes to the Goodwill across the United States, and she gets paintings. Then she puts rhinestones and glitter on them and resells them. Another lady, she doesn't like the sound of carbonated drinks opening. When she hears a can of Coke open or something, she freezes in life. She'll stop her car. She'll get out, and she'll wonder why someone's opening that or why it's a commercial on the radio making that sound. Yeah, this is a tough one because I, I I tend not to hold so many things about myself. So <laughs> everyone says they're open book, but everybody has a has something oh, that holds see. them back somewhere. <laughs> let me see, right? Let me see. A fear of cats, fear of dogs, something, just uh, anything. No, well, I'm fear of heights, but people know that about me. So <laughs> <laughs> so no roller coasters for you. No, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, I've actually gone on roller coasters, right? With the with the pulling and 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 urging on my wife i've gone on the roller coasters and you know i had to say like be confident around her so that i could do that right so um oh gosh this is a tough one Robert. And, and let me ask you this do you go to the mall of america i not as much as people think because <laughs> we live here so i was like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's something that just, you live so nearby it's like you take it for granted kind of thing it's like no we I would visit the mall maybe two, three times a year. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I did more so when my kids were younger because there was that indoor amusement park and we would go there and spend time there. But now they're a little bit older and, and now they're not as much into that amusement park. It's okay. Cool. Okay. So, um, oh my gosh. 
if it was something that people knew about me, like I could share that, right? Uh, I, no, I you're you've got me stumped. I, you don't have anything. You don't have a hidden talent like you can sing or you can uh, solve an Rubik's cube in like forty seconds. Because I had a guy that can do that. I can sing, but in the shower only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And no, I cannot solve a Rubik's Cube in four sec- 40 seconds. I can't even solve it in probably 40 days. So, <laughs> <laughs> Or what's another one that someone gave me? Um, I'm stumped. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I, got, I got one, a lady just uh, two weeks ago. She told me the way that she identifies people is by the clothes that they wear. So if you wear a plain Hanes shirt or something, she will never remember you. But if your shirt has some type of insignia or some type of logo, she'll remember um, Elliot Bang wears Nautica or... Wilbur Sperry wears polo or something like that. She'll remember you till the day she dies that way. Um, which I don't know if that's really a hidden talent. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just recognition. Um, another person um, told me that, you know, they have a, a very big collection of video games. And I'm like, I'm a video game collector too. But they told me that they never play any of them. They just buy them, oh. put them in a box, and put them up. Interesting. Like, when you talk about clothes, I do have this. Like, I don't think anybody knows this about me. Right. So like I mentioned earlier, coming back from my athletic playing days, I always put on my left sock before my right one. And even to this day, when I'm not playing anymore, I still put on my left one before my right one. And was this lucky for you? (laughs) Yeah, it it was a ritual for me. And I thought that it was like superstitious. And I've always done that. It's like left one before right one, even now, because like I, I did that because Back in the days when I first started playing soccer, I would say, okay, I'm going to put on my left one first. I'm a righty. So I'm going to left one first and my right one last because that's what I, I want to save it right? because I'm a righty. And that's what it's going to um, um, be superstitious. Like there's going to be power in there. That's something. I don't know if that, that okay. answers what. That's not a yeah. super hidden power, but it's something that people didn't know about me. And now, now they're going to know about me. So, <laughs> Okay. Now, here comes the most punishing question on our. And this question here is a hard one because a lot of people can answer it real fast and then they fall off the thought of it. You have a business. You're running it right now. What are your future plans? What are you expanding into? Because that And that's a hard question because a lot of people are like, I'm going to just go with the moment right now because we don't know what's going on with COVID-19. But, you know, what are your future plans? You know, first thought that comes to mind is I want to expand, right? be able to expand and grow so that I can give people opportunities to grow, right? Something that my wife and I talked about when we first got together, it's like, we want to make more so that we could give back more, right? So I want to be able to grow and say, hey, I want to give next person opportunity, right? The next LA Vang the opportunity to say, to be a coach, to have a job, to help out so that they can start building their dreams, their their goals, right? So I just wanna I want to be able to expand and grow so that I can give back and give people that opportunity to grow and expand as well. Okay. Now let me ask you this. No there's in multimedia wise, is there a book in the future? Because you got a story. I've thought about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have many stories to tell, right, Robert? And, and I'm not thinking about just putting it out there. Because, yes, my one of my big things, right? One of my mission is I want to inspire others 
to be able to share their story, right? Because everyone has, this, like you said, everyone has a story worthy of being told, right? Your, your story it deserves to be told. I go back to that word about deserve. Deserve, yes. It's, it's everybody has a story because there's 7.9, 7.8 billion people in this world. Every single one of them has a different perspective. Every single one of them has a different story and it's all worthy of being told. So yes, there. Uh, um, it's not in the works yet, but I think it's it's something you're thinking about. Yeah, there's there 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 probably be a book in in the future here. Yes. All right, and another thing that always uh, gets me with people that help people, where's your podcast at? <laughs> I mean, you sit here and you you help people along the way. You know, spoken word, written word, any type of word, however you present it, be it. Uh, you're doing the live videos or meeting people in person, a bar in COVID-19. Um, you you have enough momentum going for you and enough enthusiasm. You may want to think about doing a podcast. You're right about that, Wilbert, right? Just, just getting somebody else's message heard, getting somebody else's story heard. And then that's, it's another platform, another avenue to, to go down. Yeah, you got me there. So you want to think about it? <laughs> yes, I'm thinking about that one as well. <laughs> okay. All right. And once again, I want to thank you, Elliot Bing, for being on West Virginia and Commonplace. Hopefully in the future we can have you back, um, maybe even throw you up on one of our uh, Instagram live events one day, because you did have a topic that I will talk to you about later on that I'm interested in. Um, okay. So is there anyone you want to give a shout out to real quick before we get off oh, the air? Of course. I got to give a shout out to my wife, of course, and, and my two lovely kids, right? Of course, I got to give a shout out to them. Um, so, you know, Wilbur, it's been a pleasure. I, I mean, I enjoyed our conversation and it's been a, a great conversation so all right so once time. again thank you thank you for being a west virginia in commonplace yeah thank you all right thank